if, if you know there's something else you should be doing, but you're yeah. saying, well, you know, I don't know enough or this is just go do it. Let, let you figure it out for yourself. And, and you've read enough books. You've listened to enough podcasts. Just put it down, please. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. Welcome back to the Wayfinder Show. Uh, Adam, how you doing today? Good, man. How you doing? I, you know, living a dream like always. Uh, it's been a pretty cloudy day here in Colorado. So uh, we don't get too many of these and it doesn't, you know, remember why I left the East Coast, you know, it gets you depressed by the end of the day. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, they're so rare here, though. I almost, almost enjoy them sometimes. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. I do for about a half a day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then I want the sun back. Yeah. So uh, tell us what, what do we got planned today, Adam? Yeah, man, really excited about this one. We have my friend Austin Linney here today. Um, and if you don't know Austin, he's a real estate investor, a business owner, a mindset coach, among many other things. And he also hosts a really great podcast called Construct Your Life with Austin Linney. So if you haven't listened to Construct Your Life, after you listen to this, please do yourself a favor, go download a few episodes. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Um, And honestly, Austin, I I mean, when I decided to start a podcast, your podcast was one of the ones that that popped into my head as as something I'd like to emulate or or pull some things from. So I I truly love it, man. And we appreciate you being here, man. So welcome to the show. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate the kind words. Um, You know... I think that, you know, the the idea of my own podcast was in my head for like three years, you know, and I was just like, oh, you can't do it. You know, you look, you listen to Ed Milet's podcast and you're like, dude, can't do it, can't do it. Right. And yeah. I went to uh, best conference ever uh, the month wow. before COVID started. And, you know, there's like 500, 700 investors there and every single person that had a podcast, everybody was talking to. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, everybody is like, there's a line. That guy's got a podcast. That guy's got a podcast. And then I said, I need a podcast. And so I was there with (laughs) a guy named Tyler Chesser, who I just met randomly with Evan Holiday. And Tyler was like, dude, you you need to do a podcast. You you need to figure it out. So like literally I'm on the side, I'm texting my buddy who produces podcast, who used to be in the band that we both worked for. I was in a road manager for a band. And I was like, what do you think? This, that, and, that. and I wanted to be vague because I, I love real estate, but I love life. You know, I love everything. And so I was like, we're throwing it back and forth, throwing it back and forth. And like, he's like, how about construct your life? And then so, boom, we did construct your life. I sent the name over to my, uh, my business partner at the time. He made the logo on uh, Kavana 
And like, I flew home and recorded like 10 episodes that week. And then we launched it like (laughs) the next week later. So it was like, it kind of just happened. And what's crazy is I got laid off and I got divorced in the same 10 day stretch. And then my podcast got released the next week. And I recorded, um, in 11 months, I recorded 250 episodes, I think. Wow. Uh, I was doing nine a day because uh, I was traveling and I, I just got divorced and I was I was I, I was laid off. So I was just kind of like finding myself just meeting people randomly, billionaires, you know, just all these different crazy people. And it was kind of like my therapy. And, you know, I I really champion anybody to, you know, whether it's just putting out content, it doesn't even have to be a podcast, but journaling or or just writing down your thoughts. I, I think the podcast for me has become a, an avenue to help people tell their story, but more importantly, it's a, it's a marker for them in their life. You know, you have a guest on three times and they get to hear about how they were, you know, the first time and so on and me. And, and it, you know, I look at the first episode, I think we're about a month away from 500 episodes and yeah. that's just on the one podcast. And then I have another one that we have 70 and then I'm starting another one, uh, next week for for the trades and the business and stuff and i've been on about 250 so so you're talking about like you know 750 to 800 podcasts in the span of like three years you know three and a half years so so you've had a lot of conversations right and you've met a lot of people and uh it's so wild to me that it's an easy icebreaker it's like oh you know hey like you want to come on you want to tell your story and it just gets you in rooms and then and then people start recommending you and it it, it kind of just takes off but but it's but i was talking to somebody the other day it's you know at this point it's social proof and 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 the reason i'll tell you how how important this is and it's very important for adam because i know where he's headed and what he's after right now in the last mm, seven months i've talked to like maybe 15 business owners of businesses that we're buying brokers, et cetera. The first comment after the first email and we get on the phone, Hey, I checked out your podcast. I checked out your, uh, your uh, website. Uh, I can do business with you. Like, it's like not even an option. I didn't even say my name. Like I didn't like, I mean, I didn't say I had a podcast. I didn't say, you know, anything about my website. They went and looked it up or they went to my LinkedIn profile because they're, that's how they're going to check you these days. Yeah. And so, so, you know, a lot of business owners, if you, if you got some slanderous crap on your, you know, Facebook, they won't do it. They won't, they won't Mm. sell you the business. So, so, you know, it's really kind of a, the new Rolodex of, of who you are, what you've done, you know, blah, blah, blah. Even my employees, like even my employees that I'm hiring, I've hired 15 people in the last five weeks. They'll like, I'll be like, Hey, I want to hire you. They'll go out and listen to my podcast. Like my COO, he had seven other job offers. I only got him because of my podcast mm-hmm. because he was like, I can, he's like, I can get behind this guy. Wow. I, I can do this, you know? And so it, it's, it's more than just a, it's, it's more than just a podcast. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a great vehicle. So I, I champion y'all for, you know, for, for getting started because it's, it's amazing. It's going to change your life. Wow. That's yeah. inspirational. You know, it's funny. I always think uh, I'm, I always joke I'm a short dark and ugly, you know, and, and, you know, the, the guys who get all the girls are always the tall, dark and handsome guys. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so this is what it must feel like to be like, you know, tall, dark and handsome. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we you get take to, it, like, right. Yeah. yeah. We get to talk to <laughs> yeah. cool people like yourself. hundred percent, you know, yeah, but so, I think, yeah. I think, you know, and, and everybody wants to hear about my story and I, 
I try to give them different versions so they don't hear the whole thing. But I, I, you know, I think, I think that when we grow up, I think that, I think that we see the people with the houses and we see the people with the cars and, and that, that was what I was around. My, my dad was a doctor and his business started taking off when I was in middle school. And it's not things that, you know, it's, it's just stuff that you, you don't really understand and, and you start moving to bigger houses and then all of a sudden you're living in the same neighborhood of Shaquille Neal uh, and, and, and Kevin, you know, uh, Kevin, uh, Robert Ory, you know, just like basketball players, they, they weren't there a bunch, but you know, that you knew they had a house there and we were in a very affluent area in Sugarland, Texas, outside of Houston. And everybody was miserable. Yeah. They were, they were angry. They were miserable. The, the cars and the money and the, it, it didn't do anything. And it really jaded my my distaste for money uh and it said you know that's not the way to happiness and then you know when i was 17 my parents came to me uh and they said look man you're 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 you're, i have a photographic memory so like i can remember everything like it's almost like kind of scary how how crazy it is and so i didn't study i just i just got a's in school i didn't care school didn't do anything for me um, so when I was 17, I was getting in trouble all the time. My parents came to me. They said, look, man, you, you, military school, or you got to move to Beaumont, Texas. And I was like, well, I don't know where Beaumont is, but I'm in. Let's go. So that was where my parents grew up, which was Fort Acres, Texas, which is near almost the Louisiana border. And so I moved out there and, and I moved from a, you know, a house on the golf course with a pool and a maid to a five acre house that was, you know, 900 square feet. And there was shit everywhere, you know. And, and I didn't find out till almost last year, my mom just told me that she, she did that on purpose because she wanted to shock me to, to sh- she wanted to wake me up. Right. Mm. Um, so I went from 4,200 kids in my, in my class to a hundred mm. and everybody was wearing camo and it was different. It was crazy. And, uh, three months into that, my, my parents came and said they were getting a divorce. And the, the first thing that came to my mind is, is you, you, you did this, you, you created this, uh, you broke up your family and uh, shame on you. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the victimhood that I, that I put myself into that, that led me into the restaurant business that led me to abusing meth and cocaine and drinking and which eventually wound me up homeless uh, briefly sleeping underneath stairs at a buddy's house for for four months working construction that you know led me through beating meth and cocaine addiction which then led me to abuse alcohol for 18 years you know be a functioning alcoholic in the in the restaurant selling wine uh, cocktails and so as we sit today you know i'm four years and two months sober i've lost 80 pounds yeah i've got divorced uh, I've lost tons of money in business. Uh, I've started businesses. Now we're buying businesses and it's just been a wild ride. Um, and the thing they don't tell you, because I help people get sober every day. The thing they don't tell you is the hard drugs are easy. That's easy because that shit's mm. crazy already. But we've made alcohol such a readily available drug and so normalized in society. That I, I truly, dude, I, I was, true story, man. I was in San Diego. I met a guy, he beat heroin and he shook my hand and he said, I got more respect for you than I do myself. And I said, what? Mm-hmm. And he goes, dude, it's harder to quit alcohol than it is heroin. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is everywhere. 
it's on the commercials and the bars is so no socialized. And so, you know, I think that we're, you know, what, what really did it for me was this feeling, this, this underlying feeling of knowing that I was living a mediocre life that I, that I wasn't happy. And, and I joined a mastermind with like dudes that had like 35 Airbnbs, a thousand units, three businesses, sex businesses. And I always tell everybody this story because I think it's so poignant, right? And it, it ties back to what we talked about earlier. When we joined the mastermind, there was 274 people in the mastermind. And in the first six months, you have a, you have a, um, we have contests. So you're in a group, there's, there's 30 of us, 10, 10, and 10. You're in a group. There's five things that you can do to win points and your team wins and you win, whatever. Well, one of the things that we had to do for like 30 days, like 30 days, 40 days, how many people could you have a 30 minute to an hour phone call or Zoom call with in the group? How many people could you reach out to and have a conversation, ask them what they're doing, what business they're in, blah, 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 blah. So most people were like nine, seven, you know, 12, 13, six. I was 92. I talked to 92 people. I was just scheduling calls with anybody that would get on a call with me. And then I started giving them advice about their business. And I didn't know their business. I was, dude, I was just a guy who had three Airbnbs who was a bartender. But they were like, damn, dude, you're super insightful. Like, wow, you should just, he's like, man, you're all over the place and you're a nightmare right now, but just keep going. We don't know where this is going to end, right? You know, these guys that have like 3,000 units, right? And then I had somebody tell me this. Sometimes you don't love yourself enough to change, but you have to borrow the belief that others have in you long enough for you to believe it in yourself. And that's what happened to me is these guys that had super successful businesses, great families were like, dude, kid, we don't know what you got but you got it. You're, you're quick on your feet. You know what you're talking about. And so I just leaned into that and, you know, met some guys. We started a business. They were sober. That's when I started getting sober. That business blew up in my face. I lost 30,000, but it was my way out of the restaurant business. And then ever since then, I've worked private equity. We're buying businesses, real estate, stuff like that. So it's, it's a long way to get to the fact of that's kind of summing up my whole story for, for everybody the best way I can. Yeah. So why did you originally get into that mastermind? Was it, was it for the networking or were there, was there like an education component you were chasing? Yeah. I mean, I think I was, I was searching for something like that. My, my, my about two, three years, I didn't really know what I was looking for. You know, I was in San Antonio. I didn't know a lot of investors. I worked in the restaurant business. There's not a lot of people in the restaurant business. I worked for a billionaire that was a real estate developer. So I, I knew, a, I knew some from him, but but, 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 uh, how it happened was there was a prop, there was a big development going on in San Antonio and I was on Instagram and I commented on a photo and this group called GoBundance, which is, uh, an elite group of millionaires that, uh, my now mentors are in. He said, Hey man, he DM me on this side. He said, Hey man, if uh, you know any properties in your area, because he knew I was in that area, then I'm looking to buy. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll buy them before you'll buy them. And he was like, oh, kiss my, you know, kiss my, and we started messing around with each other. And so he's like, hey man, dude, I really like your vibe. He's like, let's go meet tomorrow for coffee. And uh, 
so he goes in and i didn't even have his name by the way so i just go meet this guy and um he's like hey man so there's this group that i think you would be and i was like i'm in and he's like no 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 like i didn't even no no you don't understand i'm in here's my credit card like here you go he's like dude can i please like at least tell you and i was like no dude i don't care so like it it was like one of those things where a moment happened it came in i i took it you know to be honest with you i got out of that experience after like three months i didn't like it it was it was there's some other things but that initial start and those initial 90 days with those guys that from all over the country who i still talk to this day was kind of my first uh but what i told him he's like why do you want to join and i said because my dreams are bigger than the people i'm around and and that was kind of the genesis he's like best answer i've ever heard and i'm like because that's the truth and that led me down a path of meeting these people on instagram and 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 so on and so on so you know it's just been an expert it's it's been an exploring of 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 my edges is what i call it you know, I think a lot of people live in the, the, the comfort of kind of what they're used to, you know, and, and my kind of metaphor for life is like entrepreneurship and growth is like walking down a hallway with the lights off and no door handles. And you got to walk long enough till you find a door handle. And a lot of people can't walk because they just want to walk back because it's super comfortable. So did you always, um, like you said, your dreams are are bigger than the people around you. Did you kind of always feel that way or was that somehow tied to the issues you ran into with your addiction and maybe hitting rock bottom made you, made you seek that out? Or was that just kind of always in you to that you knew you were, you were going to do big things? Yeah, always. I, I, I just, there's a feeling and now the feeling has turned into like a knowing and it's hard to describe when that, when that took place. Like I, I don't even share most of my dreams with the people I'm around. Like the only people that actually know how far we're about to take, what we're about to take, you know, is, is in my immediate ownership group because we have, you know, ridiculous goals and uh, you know, which I actually think goals are, you know, that's a whole nother controversy. You know, I think goals are great, but I think if you live your life off values and you live your life off of a, a purpose, I think then you'll hit your goals by happenstance. Right. And so that's a whole can of worms that we don't need to uncrack. But, but I think ultimately, I think you can know that, but, but more importantly, like anybody that's listening to that, this is that understanding what works for you is what works for you. And I think what I find hilarious is like every time I'm traveling around the country and I go play golf with my buddies who own businesses or own real estate or whatever they do, we always have the same, it's the same conversation. Every time, doesn't matter who they are, where we are. Do you really need to scale? Do you really need to scale? Because what I'm doing right now is not for me. Yeah, I'm going to make money and it's going to be great and all that stuff like that. But we're really doing it to get back to the communities, to create jobs, to, to start a school, all these things, right? So like I could be extremely wealthy just doing a business by myself and just focusing on my coaching, working one day a week. But like what I'm doing now is hard, like managing 30 people and not living where I want to live and, and, you know, making these sacrifices and all that stuff like that. But, but we're in a different phase of our life now. Like we were in, you know, twenties is I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. Thirties was like, oh shit, I'm not where I want to be. Let's get to, you know, all these different changes. Now it's like, now it's wealth. Now it's all egoless. It's all 
you know, I, I mean, I, but I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't competitive, but that's like a, that's like an internal competitiveness, not like an external. So, you know, I think that people have to just cir- circle in on what works for them and get so focused and shut out all the BS and just do you. I mean, it's very simple. Like, and I know you've been looking at businesses, but like, dude, if you, if you have a, a general manager and the business is doing, let's just say 2 million a year and it's netting this and you're making like 300 grand, 400 grand, 500 grand, it, it, it's way more advantageous for you to grow that business, you know, five to 20% every year for the next 20 years, pay off your debt. And now you're staring at a million dollars a year net. You don't need any more than that. Like my dad will tell you after like 320 a year, it's pretty much the same. Anything yeah. you can get at 320 a year. And I'm not, dude, don't get me wrong. I want seven houses. I want the boats. I want the RVs. I, I'm getting it all. But 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 that's but I'm okay with that because that's what I want to fight off. But if you're, you know, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can that just want to be a good dad. And the, you know, why is it the worst thing in the world to buy a duplex every year? for the next 20 years and just be a hundred percent happy with that growth and live your life. Like the, we've, the conversation has got twisted and everybody's trying to be the next, you know, whatever grant Cardone or whatever you want to call it. And I, I just don't, I just don't think it needs to be that conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the only thing I'd say is I think with a, it just depends on the person, right? Like, like some of us, thrive off of growth right and so yeah you could get to a point i know but i prescribe i prescribe to a different way of thinking okay and and the what i call it is plateau thinking okay and what i mean by that is instead of having this ridiculous goal out there like let's say it's 10 million net a year let's get to 2 million let's get to 2 million let's sit on the top of 2 million and go all right cool got here what did i learn do i do do i want four do I want four? Yeah, I want four. Okay, boom. Then go to four and and itch your way up. Because when you might get to seven, 10 might be the goal, which I'm fine with. But when you get to seven, you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good right here. But we don't even know that because you haven't even got to two first. I've met a million people. The moment they get into Airbnb, I want 200 Airbnb. Yeah. You circle back with them six months later. Oh, I do like five, bro. I'm five, five, I'm good. You know, it's <laughs> like, th- look, if that got you started, I'm all for it. But like, let's set some parameters around like where you're gonna where you're gonna stand on top. One of the greatest things I've ever heard, Taylor Welch. This guy is a savage. If you're not following this dude, I think he makes like 200 mil a year. He just gave up half of it because he wanted to be more of it with his family. Now he's doing other stuff. He's a sales and marketing guy. He has like so many companies. He said, think of life like one big stair. And he goes, when you climb up the stair, he goes, sit on the very edge and understand that the, the amount of effort it takes to walk to the base of that second stairs, you should take a moment and decide if you really want to walk. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I don't know. I know our goal for me as CEO and where we want to get to, because at past this number, you've lost my interest, right? Like at 25 million in revenue, now you need boring Bob who just goes in and crushes 15 to 20% every year. Like it's like, it's his, like he's like, he's done his whole life. 
just punch the thing. But from 4 million to 5 to 6 to 7 to 10 to 15, you need energy. You need somebody who's going to go in with force. You need somebody who's going to push through those barriers that are going to hold you back. And so I reluctantly slash secretly loving it, but still has interesting days, knew that that was my person. After meeting and and meeting, you know, CEOs that deserve that 25 million and up, they're more adapt to just go in and just every day hit it, hit it, hit. And that's what it takes to go to that next level. And then guess what? When you get to a hundred million, then you got to find the next guy to break through that ceiling. And, And so you have to do that with yourself too, is you have to say like, what's my first ceiling? Right. Because what I was doing all last year and I, and I loved it was I was I was doing what I call chasing my edges and like pushing myself as hard as I could and taking on as many clients as I could and really like going as hard as I can. And, you know, we had a lot of crap go sideways and it wasn't per se my fault. It was Linder or this client or whatever and blah, blah, blah. Right. I take some of the blame, too. And so I saw what I'm capable of. So now I know, OK, you could take it that far but are you happy there? Right. And so I've, 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 I've curved off my coaching clients and I'm only, you know, allowing select clients and I'm focusing more on building the business, which I have direct control of. And then I can, you know, yield more growth there, but I also enjoy it right now. Cause now my coaching farm went from, you know, a couple of clients to 33 people. Right. And it's and, and and so now I'm I'm doing more impact at scale. And so you just have to determine what the next step for you is. And then once you do it, like do it uh, with reckless abandonment. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like I, I, there's this a phrase I do with people. It's called messy action. Like just take a crap ton of action for like 60 days. Just go all in. And I and I promise you my little joke with people is uh, I'll do it with you, Luis. Here, we'll have fun. We'll have fun for a minute. All right, Luis, what's a what's a goal that you have right now? What's a goal? It could be personal. It could be uh, business. It doesn't matter. What's a, what's a just simple goal? Yeah, goal. a lot of our uh, of our listeners know I I won a three hour marathon, a sub three hour marathon before I turned fifty. Okay, sub three hour marathon. Okay, so how much are you training for it right now? Uh, well, right now I'm not training specific i just i'm off i just got off of a marathon so i'm only running you know about 30 miles a week right now okay so what does it take uh personally what's the sacrifice that you have to do to 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 get that marathon at that time that you want is that a lot that's a lot of training right yeah i think it takes you know some about about 12 to 18 weeks of of a certain kind of training yeah 70 so you would be you'd have to be you'd have to be all in on that training, right? Correct. Okay. So if you were all in on that training and you hit that goal, how would you feel? You know, <laughs> it's funny because I just ran one a month ago and I was close and then I hit the wall and I didn't end up very close. And I've been mm-hmm. asking myself that question since then. And I, I don't know. Um, you know, my prior goal was just to qualify for another, you know, the Boston marathon. And, Mm -hmm. and when I actually did it, I didn't feel any better than some of the other marathons I've run to be honest. So now I'm at the point where I'm questioning myself to how, how badly do I really want it? Do how would I Mm -hmm. really feel great to get it? 
I think there's power in hitting a goal that you worked so long for mm-hmm. and the disciplines and everything you get. It gives you a tremendous amount of confidence to set a long-term goal. However, I, I'm, I'm getting to a stage where I don't know if I really want it that bad anymore. Right. And where um, do you think I, that's, where do you think that started when you didn't know if you wanted it as bad? Um, well, I think from the results of the last yeah. one and all the work I put in and just to, you know, is that the first it, time you hit the wall? In a, in no, a, that that's why. <laughs> I've run 12 of these things and that's like a, I made a, a rookie mistake on it and that's why I'm kicking myself over it right that's that's a big part of it yeah but I also think like my you know I also have a business and my my goals are shifting more towards just really wanting to kick ass in business like I really want to take our our business to the next level and I wonder do, will it require the same amount of dedication and discipline right I um, actually think that if you if you if you went all in on the marathon and you did it, it'd actually serve you more in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning dedication and, and pressure. And, and and basically what I was basically what I was getting at is like if you went all in, it's yeah, I've never in the 70 times I've ever done this, never found a negative. Like you're either gonna grow, you're gonna learn. There's no there's no oh, actual sure. neg there's no actual negatives in going all in. But the problem is that yeah. we all think we're all in. Right. You know, and, you know, I think what's exciting about that conversation that we just had is that you're self-aware enough to say, you know what, there's a, there's a damn good chance that I might not want this like I used to. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest thing, and and we're in a new world right now, where I think the key word to business is very simple. It's called pivot. It's called pivot. Six, seven months ago, I had $29 million worth of real estate under contract. Hotels, wedding venues, apartments, 300 units. And in the span of 10 days, all of them went shit. Hmm. Or none of my fault. Insurance, lender, sewage, partner screwed me, all those things. Okay. And I said, you know what? I'm done. This is ridiculous. Lenders are crazy. Partners suck. I'm out. What's the dream I always had? I always want to buy businesses. Sounds good. Let's go do that. Got a business in contract 20 days later. That didn't that go through. Got the second one under contract. That's the one we're closing in a couple of weeks. And we got another yes. one we're about to buy. If, if for whatever reason, I'm not saying give up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if, if you know there's something else you should be doing, but yeah. you're saying, well, you know, I don't know enough or this is just go do it. Let, let you figure it out for yourself. And, and you've read enough books. You've listened to enough podcasts. Just put it down, please. And, and, and get back to that word of messy action. Just go out and, and talk to people and reach out to people and read the book, buy them, build, and it'll explain everything. You know, read the book, built to sell. It'll explain everything, you know, but, but, but we've, we've come to this society where, we need to listen to 300 podcasts and we need to read 500 books before we can do anything. And it's like, just, just do it. Like I actually didn't even realize that I took the CEO role until doing it for two months. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds absolutely insane that I, but that's me. Like it didn't hit me till like a Friday night. I was sitting on the couch. I go, Oh oh God, I'm running a $4 million company. Who allowed this to happen? Who, who, my, my owners, the other owners signed off on me, all this pressure on me. This is crazy. But then I go, yeah, but you love it. Get after it. 
And now we're going to, you know, the goal is to double revenue this year and I'll learn. And I'll, and, and, and so my, I, my message to everybody is it, just, it's just start somewhere. And, you know, wherever you think you're going to wind up, you, you, you might not have any idea, right? You know, I was, there's a guy, his name's Mike B. You know, he's a great rapper. I love his stuff. He's crazy. He was talking about the podcast. He said, dude, if you, he said, if you would ask me two years ago that I'd be, you know, on, on the stage in front of a hundred thousand people, he's like, are you kidding? I didn't even like to talk to people. He's like, but you know, life surprises you sometimes. And you have to be available for the opportunity that's put in front of you. And, and, and he's like, I just embraced it. And here we are. And, you know, we're so conditioned to care what our mom and dad think or our brother and 90% of my coaching is just giving people the permission to be themselves. Cause mom said, or what, what's mom going to think or the brother, or, well, who cares? Because, you know, you know, for me, what it was and, and kind of the thing that changed my entire life is when I got sober from alcohol, I, I wanted to tell everybody how great it was to be sober from alcohol. And my coach goes, shut up. He goes, you're an idiot. Stop. Nobody cares. Stop. Get off your high yeah. horse. Please stop doing that. That's ridiculous. Don't tell people how to live their life. He's 18 years sober. This is what he does for me. So I said, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say anything. I barely brought it up on Instagram, all that kind of stuff, right? So now I'm six months sober. And in the same two-day stretch, I got three text messages. I said, hey, man, you haven't talked to me and we haven't talked in a couple of years, but I just want you to know I'm three months sober because of you. I'm two months sober wow. because of you. I'm four months sober. I said, what? What are you talking about? And they go, well, we knew if you could do it, we could do it. And I go, yeah. okay, so wait, 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 wait. So if you're just living your best life and you're being the best version of yourself, that's how you inspire others, not by telling them what to do. And so that's when I just stopped telling people what to do. I'm available. I'm open. I'm here to help. But, but, but ultimately, you have to pick and you have to make the decision yourself. Yeah. I think that was a big driving force for us with this show is is to have people like yourselves and ourselves and and share our stuff and know hey we we can get ahead we can still do it and so hopefully that would inspire some others just like you inspired others to go sober right hundred percent we're 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 all waiting for the moment to feel the inspiration and yeah. it ain't coming it ain't yeah. coming it, 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 there's a guy out there he's my favorite author uh when COVID happened he wrote like i think he's writing like 40 books like 100 book 100 pages a piece there's even pictures it's amazing uh his name is dan sullivan he is oh, yeah. the genesis for uh who not how the gap in the game yeah. uh and he has a book called the four c's and he talks about how people think they're waiting around for inspiration to happen right and that's when they're going to do it and what he says is you actually have it backwards he said, you have to make the commitment to something bigger than you've done before. And then the courage comes. He said, we have it all twisted backwards. And so when you say, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go get 10 units. You don't know how you're going to do it, but 
when you make the commitment to do it and you have somebody to hold you accountable, well then boom, right. you're going to figure, you're going to figure it out. And it's almost, it almost pulls you. You almost have to. Right. And, and the thing is, is like, I'm known for my early mornings, right. On Instagram and like consistently. And like, the thing I realized is like, I spent my whole life breaking promises to myself through my addiction. I had no confidence. And so I promised myself that I was going to be the most consistent person you ever met in your life. And I, there's nothing that gets in my way. And when I needed that spark a couple of years ago, and I found out about 75 hard, I, I did it 150 days straight. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? Rain, snow, power was out. Didn't have water for a week. Didn't matter. And, and, and I, just, I just created a different level of consistency. And that's what I've done with my podcast. The pot, the episodes come out no matter what, every day. I didn't even look at the downloads for the first year and a half. It didn't even matter because that, that's not what I was about. It's, to, it's, you know what, because here's the game, right? And I got this from James Clear. He said, the problem with people is they live their life off of, you know, they don't live their life off position-based thinking. They live their life off of like, what do I have? So like, they don't look at their bank account and they see a number and they go, oh, that's all I have. And so think about it this way. If the podcast downloads, and I'm using that as a reference, is going up and to the right, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Does it matter the number, right? No, it's going up and to the right. And so that should be in life too. If it's going up and to the right, and the deals are getting bigger or they're getting easier or they're getting more consistent. That's all you're looking for. doesn't matter how much money you make. doesn't matter what it is. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it, my joke is if you only made a hundred thousand dollars every year for 15 years straight, but on the 15 year, you sold your business for $150 million. Would you only be considered successful after you sell your business or were you successful in year one? Year one. Yeah. Year one. As long right? as you're yeah. moving up and to the right, right? Yeah. So 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 when you look at things in different angles, and I'm I'm the out of the box guy, think about stuff different, you know, structure deals differently, what's a win for everybody. It's easier to have a different perspective of it when you when you're when you're thinking differently than what you've been programmed to do. Yeah. Right. And I think I think that you know, my favorite book I, I've probably bought. 75 copies for people. I run, I just run into random people and just buy them copies. Uh, it's called what you say when you talk to yourself. Huh. Uh, it's like a positive, you know, changing reprogramming the synapses in your brain for positive thinking. Uh, it's an amazing book. Uh, and it talks about smoking. And what he says is, look, if you've been smoking for 20 years, you can't just stop smoking. He said, you have to say for 30 days, three times a day, I'm a healthy person and I do not smoke. I'm a healthy person. I do not smoke. And then one day you'll pick up a cigarette and you'll go, wait, I'm healthy. I don't smoke. It's gone. The people that I get sober, my client right now, 52 years old, going through his third divorce, been an alcoholic for 30 years. All right. Used to drink half a bottle to a bottle of vodka every day. Okay. He's a client's dad. Okay. Never had coaching before. Doesn't know what a therapist is. It's rigid, okay? He says, I have never once, we've been coaching for seven months. I have never in the history of our relationship together, and I've had dinner with him in person. He was drinking in front of me. I have never once said, 
cut back your drinking. Don't drink so much. I've never once, I never even talked about it. I, I haven't even talked about his drinking. And yet he barely drinks. Yeah. It wasn't the drinking. Yeah. It was what was going on up here. So a lot of that is, you know, basically using, you know, affirmations and, mm-hmm. and such, right? When, what, what happens, I, I'm curious when, when you do this to a point where you believe, you begin to believe in yourself so much there, like I, I'll use myself as an example. I, mm-hmm. I am a sub three hour marathoner, right? I got it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually mm-hmm. have done that. And, and I, I believe I'm one. I, and I did this with my previous goal and, and prior, it took me nine marathons before I hit my previous goal. And when I finally did, I didn't feel any, any better. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, uh, I just felt like, all right, here, I, I proved it. Now I, I've seen it all along. Now I'm just that it's just another day at the office. It's yeah. proven I'm a Boston marathoner. I feel like that's what it'll feel like when I actually, you know, the time registers that way. Right. Do you, do you, do, do you agree with that? Like that when you accept it, that you, way, you got to believe it you, to that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah. were you proving it? Who are you proving it to? Um, I guess myself and yeah, myself. You I think, suppose. you think that's true? Cause I think if you were proving it to yourself, there would have been some fulfillment there. Interesting. Because, yeah, I, because I, the, the, the main problem that I see in people, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about people yeah. that I've been in other masterminds with, is they might make a couple million bucks, right? They might be successful, yeah. but they're angry. And I'm not saying you're angry, but yeah, they're angry. Yeah, yeah. And the fuel they're using is toxic. Yeah. It's for somebody else. And I'm not saying that's your case, but it's a thought. And, and all I'm saying is where I, and I, I think you and I are super similar in this point of view, okay? I am, I'm a bullet. I mean, dude, I am, I am laser focused. Go, 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 get, get done, get done. But in those moments when I'm walking by myself in the morning, cause I walk every morning, listening to a song, whatever you want to say, I, I take those moments of gratitude. Like, man, dude, holy shit. Holy crap. You were an alcoholic and you were a bartender four and a half years ago, dude. This is amazing. Yeah. And, and, and I think those moments of, of understanding where I came from or, or, or the climb up, I think that's kind of reshaped like me because I'll be a hundred percent honest, Louise, I'm working on still loving myself completely as well too. Cause I'll mm-hmm. do for everybody. Dude, I'll, I'll, I, dude, you need me to go to Denver right now and pick you up. Cause you're in a bad jam done, <laughs> done. That's me. All but right. what my fiance is teaching me is, is like, it's okay to love yourself and put yourself first. It's okay to like turn off your phone and not respond to the 17 people on Instagram. Like she's teaching me that. And I'll be, I'll be Frank scares the shit out of me. Mm. She loves me so much. It scares me to death. <laughs> like, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but any man can understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, my ex-wife was, she was, she was hard and my mom was hard. And so, you know, when we truly had that, when that goals for us, the, the whys for us, and we know, you know, because it could also be a thing. And this is just, I'm just throwing this out here. It could also be a thing of that your time with the marathon is done. The time is done. You've had your, 
you've had your time with it and the fulfillment's not where it needs to be, but you have all this amazing knowledge from marathoning and, and your fortitude. I mean, anybody that does what you do is amazing. My buddy does it out of Austin. Maybe it's time to take that energy and put it somewhere else. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the problem that we do as people is we hold on too long, longer than we should. Right. And then it just gets, it starts eroding. Right. And then, and then you're upset because you're taking all this, because it's a selfish sport. I mean, let's just be honest. I trained for Ironmans. Okay. Yeah. And you know, if you have, it is, but, but you also, but you can't, here's the problem though. The two things that always find a place, time and money. So you need to make sure that you have that, that next place to put it because that void's going to go. And, and then, but also the hardest part, right. And, and I'm not, I'm just using an example. This is almost like an alcoholic. The identity of I'm a marathon runner is what, you know, for so long, yeah. it's not, it's not the quitting the running. It's having to break away from that identity. So who am I now? Right. Am I, am I the business guy? Am I the podcast guy? But you could just be you. And that's, that's where people get tricky. That's where people get tripped up. It's not quitting drinking. It's that I can't even go home to hang out with my best friends from high school because they only know me as the drunk guy. Mm. It's very hard for me. I haven't hung out with them in years mm-hmm. because they just, they can't handle me because then it makes them look at themselves and it's a whole <laughs> thing. And it's, a, it's all this stuff. And so it's really these identity pieces that really are holding people back from those shifts. Uh, but just embracing it and kind of saying like, you know, I don't know what the next thing's going to be. Super exciting, man. Um, Rich Roll. I'm sure yeah. you, you know who he is, right? Oh, yeah. And my favorite clip in the entire freaking world. I sent it to my clients probably 30 times a day. He said, what would you tell somebody that's their whole life's getting ripped apart? Their identity is getting shattered. And he's like, everything's changing. And Rich pauses and he says, congratulations. This 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 is great. I mean, I think it can go on. I feel like I just got a great uh, coaching call right here. <laughs> um, but I, but we are getting to that point where we like to do our rapid fire questions. Sure. And uh, if you don't mind, so I'll get us started here. Uh, Austin, can you give us a a hack, and that's like an app or productivity tool or just something you use to cheat life with? Yeah, I think it's super simple. So let's say you want to change what you're doing. You want to change your habits. Take one habit and do it for seven days, no matter what. Never break a promise with yourself. The moment you get to the seventh day, add a second habit. Make that seven days. The next one, another habit. When you do all those habits for 21 days straight, you've created a new lifestyle for yourself, which then is going to be something that's based in your subconscious brain. It's going to become like second nature to you. But the problem is we try to add on too many things at once and you have to break it apart. So you've already given us a bunch of books, but we're going to, we're going to make you pull for something yep. more. So our next question right, is to name funny. a favorite. Could be book, could be a band, could be a movie, whatever Austin Out, likes. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I've read it like mm. seven times. It's one of the yeah. best books that ever existed. Yeah. Um, if you don't know the story of this book, I'm not going to spoil it for you. So please pick it up and read it. It will change your life. I should read and, that one and, years back. And the, the book that I felt like I waited for for 10 years, The Gap in the Gain, is probably one of the single greatest personal development books he's ever written. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That is a great one. What what, what is something you would tell your 25-year-old self? Get out of your own way. 
and don't get married because <laughs> it wasn't 25 <laughs> no see that's bullshit because it all had to happen to be this happy so no that's right i don't believe that's right everything <laughs> happens for a reason what do you think holds people back from being happy other people's opinions simple enough all right so austin if our listeners want to get a hold of you how can they do that so you can hear the podcast at austinlenny.com lenny l-i-n-n-e-y Reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to hit me up. Uh, plenty of uh, ways to hunt me down. Uh, if you got something from this episode and you just want to reach out and anything I can help you with, you can uh, email me at ajlinny, L-I-N-N-E-Y at gmail.com. And we'll put links to that stuff in the show notes. But Austin, man, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I think well, a lot of listeners on, are going to hold on, hold on, hold on. You were you yeah, were going to ask my feedback off camera, but I'm going to give it to you on camera, so it's on record. <laughs> All, uh, right. All right, Luis and Luis and Adam, I've I've been on. I couldn't tell you how many podcasts I've been on, north of 200 plus. Um, this feels like it's y'all 70th episode, both of you. You're seasoned, wow. you're focused, you're not stepping on each other's words, you're asking questions, you're interested in what people are saying, you're letting them talk, you're jumping in when necessary. Absolutely amazing. Dude, thank you so much. Thank we're you. trying, we're getting better, man. Well, we're uh, yeah. we're just shooting for Construct Your Life Greatness. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, really, <laughs> that is, I just started he- hearing it to prepare for the show and wow. It's, uh, I was you. telling Adam earlier. Do you know? You know, it's good when the Chamber of Commerce lady that is is listening to it. And I got the Verizon store kid listening to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited for the new one. What What's the name of the new one? You got yeah, man. Oh. I am so pumped about this one, dude. Dude, we are we are in a place where 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 people need to take pride back into work. You know, small businesses and trades, especially. And so we're going to start a podcast called Trade Up. It's going to be Trade Up Your Mindset. It's going to be about trades, M&A, business. It's going to be about, my goal is to get it in every technical school in America. Uh, A lot of the techs listen to podcasts while they're driving around. So I'm going to bring in, you know, real estate guys, Airbnb guys. I'm going to bring all so they can learn. And I'm going to teach mindset lessons. And I'm super excited about this podcast. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a big hit. Uh, it's a lot. So I've kind of been putting it on hold, putting it on hold. When I get my office in a couple of weeks or house, I'll probably start kicking up some interviews and stuff. So uh, I'm excited to get that one going. It's um, I love my podcast. This is no different. This is just for the bigger company, uh, the, the private equity firm. And I think it'll be something we're going to, our goal is to uh, be hosting events around it uh, twice a year, golf tournaments, where we talk about their small businesses and stuff like that. So so, so big plans for that one. I'm super excited. Nice. That sounds exciting. I will be looking we'll for that. We'll have to have you back out. on. Yeah. 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 Super exciting. I love that one. Well, thanks again, Austin. And uh, let's stay in touch, man. We'd love to have you back on. You got it, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Mm-hmm. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.